Hello and welcome to the Raising Kellen podcast, where we empower, connect and educate parents raising children with disabilities. My name is Marsh Naidu. On today's episode 107, we chat with Kim Larrick, who I connected with last year at Hope Heals Camp in Nauvoo, Alabama. I strongly urge you to learn more about this camp that's hosted by Catherine and Jay Wolf, who have their own story of disability. Catherine has also authored two books, Suffer Strong as well as Hope Heals, and her podcast is The Good Hard Story. Today's podcast is brought to you by Anderson Consulting, your one-stop shop for your IT needs. As always, remember the content provided on this podcast is for general information only. And if you seek advice for your specific situation, to always contact a trained professional. Just as a reminder, even though it is cold and dreary outside, Applications for many summer camps are now open, including Hope Heals. So moms and dads, get busy on getting those applications for your child's summer experience in. Now grab that cup of coffee, put your feet up and get ready for some awesome conversation as Kim Lyric and I share our experience at Hope Heals. Thank you for joining me on this wintry morning, Kim. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. I'm so happy to be with you. Kim, before we get started off, would you mind just introducing yourself and telling a little bit about our backstory before we head into Hope Hills Camp? Sure. Um, my name is Kim Larrick, and I'm married to Dave. We have two kids, Ben and Kelsey. Ben is 16, and Kelsey is 10, um, and we live in Maryland. Um, <clears throat> so both kids have a, um, multiple disabilities, chronic medical conditions. Uh, ben has Mankey's disease, and um, that is when the, the gene that metabolizes copper uh, in the body um, has a deletion. And, um, when he was born, everything seemed fine. But, um, three days later we went to, um, the pediatrician for some jaundice and the, the nurse practitioner that we happened to see had, um, had a worked with boys with the same condition. And, um, she questioned whether Ben had it. So it was a complete surprise devastating. We were told not to Google it and we did. And if you do, if you do Google it now, you'll find it's um, most babies die within the first three years of life. Um, But our Ben is 16. He was able to participate in a study at NIH where um, we used copper histidine shots, um, uh, almost like an insulin shot. Uh, into his thigh twice a day for the first year and then once a day for the next two years. And that kind of floods the system with the copper in hopes that it gets to where it needs to be for bringing 
um, development. So it, it was a success with Ben. And like I said, he's 16, but he has um, a number of issues still from the disease. Kim, for those of us, and, and I must admit, myself included, that may not be familiar with Mankey's disease, how does it manifest itself? The nurse practitioner, for example, she questioned whether he had it because of the way he looked. Um, his his hair was white almost, and my husband Dave has gray hair. So as first time parents at twenty five years old, we were like, oh, well, maybe it's just because you know Dave was prematurely gray. Well, actually, it, it Mankey's disease nickname is called the kinky hair disease. Um, typical hair under the microscope is straight, but Mengi's disease is kinky. So besides the hair, he had um, loose skin, hypotonia. Um, and, and so those are the early markers for that nurse practitioner. Um, but, you know, for Ben now, um, it really affects his mobility, bone deformity. He's diagnosed with osteoporosis now. And um, it really does affect the kidneys. Um, and that's the issue, the biggest issue that we're dealing with now. Um, but he uses a wheelchair to get around his high school, but he is um, doing great and, and participates in um, on grade level classes. And um, so it, it's mainly the physical aspect that's affected. And Kim, Kelsey is such a shining star uh, and such a personality. Tell us a little bit about Kelsey. She's walking down the hall right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, listening, probably. So Kelsey was born after we waited a long time because Menke's disease is, um, I'm a carrier for the disease. And we, of course, only found that out after we had Ben. And we wanted to prevent that disease again, because it was, there was a, a one in four chance that we would have another boy like Ben. So we waited and had IVF with some genetic diagnosing to prevent Menke's disease. Uh, all went well with that. And then when I went for a 33 week um, ultrasound, um, it was noticed that Kelsey had dilated ventricles in her brain um so she had hydrocephalus and with further testing it was determined um that she had a stroke in utero that caused the hydrocephalus so she was born at 35 weeks um has since um gained more diagnoses she has uh, cerebral palsy like helen and um she um has epilepsy um so seizures are a part of of her life so but she both kids are just so happy and um little rays of light and yes kelsey is sassy and funny um she uses a walker to get around so kim um Let's talk about Hope Heals Camp, right? How did you get to find out about Hope Heals? And what was your journey in getting enrolled in the camp? I really found out about the camp through Instagram. Um, I follow 
uh, Heather Avis. Her organization is The Lucky Few. Um, she has two children with Down syndrome. And I just happened to follow her as a as another disability mom. I have a, um, quite a few people I follow. And um, not this past summer, but the summer before, she had gone on this cross-country trip and ended up at Hope Heals Camp. And she was posting all of these videos and pictures, and it just looked so cool. And then another person I follow, her name is Amy Julia, and she's, I think she's on the board of Hope Heals, but I follow her. She's also a Down syndrome mom. And that same summer, then she was at camp and posting these amazing pictures and videos, and it just looked so happy and fun. It's like, what is this camp? I have got to figure this out. So it was through following two people on Instagram who went. Um, and so then the next next year, which was um, in January, so it's coming up this year again too, um, we applied and uh, we were lucky enough to, to get accepted. Um, sounds like there were 600 people on the waiting list. Um, but yeah, that, that is how we found Opeals. Kim, it's a really cool story how we got to hear about uh, Hope Heals. Um, a close friend of mine that's a PT in Dyersburg, Laura Bowles. This is something she's always wanted to do with her family in terms of being volunteers at Hope Heals. And guys, for those of you listening, Hope Heals works on a complete different model. You would think typically as a person going to enjoy a camp that you would be the one paying for the opportunity, but at Hope Heals, I mean, this is just a blessing. It's the other way around. It's the volunteers that pay for the opportunity to serve. And it's families like mine and Kim's that get an opportunity to apply for the experience. And honestly, besides the cost of actually getting to Camp uh, McDowell, it's a camp that's free to us, so to speak. So long story short, Laura says, you, you've got to try and apply for this camp and see if, you know, you and Kellen can get in. And that's how that journey happened. And uh, yeah, really grateful to have the experience and meet other families like ours, Kim. Yeah, it was, it was just so incredible to be um, surrounded by people and families like you. Um, in the real world, you you know, we always feel like we stick out and um, lots of stares and, uh, you know, usually from a genuinely good place. Um, but still, just to sit down at our table nine that we sat at together and what's your story? What's your story? And having so many similarities and just complete and utter acceptance was awesome. Yeah, just that unconditional... They know the place our families come from and the challenges we face. And, and you know, the testimonies. And I, I just, uh, I really enjoy that as well. And talking of which, I think the registration for Hope Heals Camp opens tomorrow. For those yeah. uh, folks that are listening, just to give you a heads up on that. And please, uh, you know, just Google Hope Heals Camp and, Think of it as an amazing opportunity to spend your summer. You surrounded four days with folks that are walking your path. You guys actually rode down to um, Alabama from Maryland, right? 
We did. And and we're really a flying family, but with um, now that Ben has a motorized wheelchair, we just had read some horror stories about taking that on the plane and, you know, not having it survive the flight. And just with that and Kelsey's Walker, it, it was, it just seemed like too much. So we split it up into two days. We stopped at Asheville, North Carolina for um, a couple nights and then, and then made our way down to Kent McDowell in Alabama. Um, but highlights, gosh, well, I just loved that the kids had, the kids had a typical camp experience um, all in their age groups with, people with disabilities or siblings without disabilities. And, um, you know, they got to swim and have Christmas in July and, you know, stuff that the kids just still keep talking about, which is so, which is so great. But as parents, we had the whole day to gather and worship and learn. And um, so I, uh, behind meeting families just like ours, I'd say the, the time to um, connect with other adults and parents um, was a highlight. See, our highlight definitely was the fact that Kellen did have a young lady that was Gabby that was with him for the morning session while Prakash and I and Kim and us and I sat with two other couples at a table where we just as you said, we got to worship. That morning session was just really good. And then in the afternoons was basically an elective. I mean, you could just choose to hang out in uh, your individual guest homes, mm-hmm. um, or you could go out and take part in activities. And and the way the lodging was set up, basically, it was it was a chalet with three to four families assigned to one cabin. So that right. was good because we got to meet other families, perhaps on a more intimate basis, um, mm-hmm. as we got to spend, you know, after dinner. Uh, with those families as well. So so that was cool. So the food was amazing. I think Kim and I on the first day got to do a mom spa day. That was so neat. Uh, yeah. That was, yeah. I mean, attention to detail that goes into the planning. Incredible. So beautiful with the flowers and just pampering us. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I love all that kind of thing, those kinds of things. And uh, yeah, so those were those were some of my highlights. Definitely the worship in the morning and the mom spa day. I think were my favorites. And as far as like a family, I've never been to the talent show, and I we I think Kelsey got to participate, and I thought that was amazing. Yes, she's a huge Jimmy Buffett fan, and and did some name that tune and it was so cute and her her dad got up and helped her a little bit and it was just so sweet what about yourself kim you were a elementary school teacher and you transitioned now to being a stay-at-home mom which we all know is actually a job in itself (laughs) besides so um tell us a little bit about your elementary school teaching as well as um, your, your present day? Sure. Yeah, I, um, I have taught, you know, right out of college, um, off and on in elementary school. Um, and my most recent position was as a fifth grade teacher. Um, and I really love it. I do. Um, but it was just so challenging to teach and have um, the life we lead. 
Um, so, you know, almost every school year, there was some sort of major surgery that the kids had. Um, last year, Ben had surgery on his ankle, both ankles and both knees. And, and he went from completely walking to completely unable to walk. And that's when the wheelchair came into our life, which was such a blessing, but also, um, you know, getting him to school in the wheelchair and, and the whole transportation situation became an issue. Uh, the year prior to that, Kelsey, she had um, a pelvic osteotomy. So they break the pelvis and reset. And that left her in a immobilizing, um, we called it a wedge, but some sort of, you know, soft foam cast where she couldn't, she couldn't move her legs for, it was six weeks at home. And then we had three weeks of inpatient rehabilitation at Kennedy Krieger. Um, so again, managing a um, eight to three teaching job with all of that was just so hard. I, I did use, was able to use um, FMLA to take time off um, for both Kelsey's inpatient stay or her whole recovery, which was nine weeks from her surgery. And then Ben, um, for his surgery, I would, uh, was able to use FMLA to help, but you're, it was just so hard to know the kids were suffering and I'm worried about 20 other kids at school and it's a lot to manage. So we decided this year I would stay home. Um, so I'm keeping my options open for things that, you know, can, I can do as well, but, um, yeah, mainly, we have a doctor's appointment tomorrow that'll take Ben out of school and um, we're struggling with some things with him with those kidneys I mentioned. So it's, it's a daily, it's a daily focus is just their appointments and IEP meetings and, and things like that. But other than that, I've been um, taking long walks with the dog. Um, I am an avid reader and podcast listener. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, yeah. I love to cook and read, like I said. So I definitely keep busy. Well, Kim, I am so grateful that we've got to meet. I just hope to see you sometime again in the future. Yes. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get to see each other at camp. I, I, a lot of those people that we met have been to camp for a number of years in a row. So I'm hoping that we're those people <laughs> this year. Keeping our fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Here's our plug. Well, listen, you have an amazing day and uh, hope to see you soon. Yeah, thanks so much for the opportunity and, and um, we'll talk again. Thank you for listening along on the podcast today. As always, remember, please leave us a rate and review on your podcast platform. I truly do appreciate that and that allows us to be discovered by others looking for our content. In addition, get those applications for your summer camps in. Even though it's winter, summer is not that far off. For those of our listeners who live in Dyersburg, Tennessee, remember we have our community resource fair coming up on March the 28th from 5 to 7 p.m. This, guys, is a Thursday night. 
Remember, we are also collecting equipment, unused equipment that might be in your cupboards or garage. And when I talk about equipment here, I'm talking along the lines of non-powered equipment such as wheelchair, uh, pediatric wheelchairs, cane walkers, crutches, and, and so forth. If you have any question to as what is needed, please reach out to me at raisingkellen at gmail.com. Remember that this equipment will be collected and shipped to South Carolina where Miss Callie Decker will be taking it on her mission trip to Missindi, Uganda. Miss Kim Decker from FCA will also be out and about in the community. Um, we are doing a meat pre-sale so that we can raise funds for shipping off the equipment. Last weekend, I got to attend Podfest Media Expo and I cannot wait to share with you some stories of other mums, um, other podcasting mums that I, I met while at this expo. So stay tuned for those details as well. Today's podcast is brought to you by Anderson Consulting, your one-stop shop for your IT needs. So y'all have a great rest of the week and I will be seeing y'all in two weeks time. And as always, remember, get to the top of your mountain. This is Marsh Naidu signing off. <music>